Ready for your bedtime story? I'm Kieran Davis, and welcome to When the Frogs Sleep. When the Frogs Sleep is a series of traditional stories, legends, and personal documentaries where we'll talk about reconnecting to the land, our favorite bedtime stories, and experiences navigating gender and identity. So it's fitting that tonight's bedtime story talks about Indigenous heroes because we spent the May long weekend at the Tournament of Hope where you were emceeing for the gala. I was wondering if you wanted to tell us a little bit more about the Tournament of Hope and what that represents. The Tournament of Hope started with uh, Titus Semple, who is the founder of Semple Enterprises, and he does a lot of help with either northern communities or even youth around Thunder Bay or even just people in general. He does a lot of promotional things on mental health and uh, mental well-being. So he started this tournament called the Tournament of Hope, and it was not just for Indigenous peoples, it was for both non-Indigenous and Indigenous youth to come out and play because, you know, they really wanted to promote their mental wellness and get the youth excited for a tournament. And so it was kind of, it's kind of fitting that they called it Tournament of Hope it's a broomball and a hockey tournament, right? Yeah. So youth from all over the north came down to play. And like I remember seeing a couple of the youth I've worked with with IFNA, the Independent First Nations. I work with them in Sulaco. And these are students that board here in Sulaco. And I take them paintballing in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> and that's with Papa Smurf. Yeah, Papa Smurf episode. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Love that guy. I'm actually hoping to go see him <laughs> soon in a couple of weeks to go paintball with my uh, my fire crew. Oh, that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. So at the Tournament of Hope Youth Gala, they had keynote speakers, and those keynote speakers were Reggie Leach, who is a former NHL hockey player from the 70s, and he played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it Was it the Eagles or was it the Flyers? Oh, Flyers. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> NFL. <laughs> Is it bad, though, when you were saying NHL? I was like, it wasn't that the NFL, but no, it was the NHL. Isn't it bad that I only played three months of hockey and I don't really watch hockey? I'm more of a football fan. I mean, I cheer for the Leafs, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't. And we made that very clear in our past visits. <laughs> <laughs> Noting that you would get mad at me when I'd cheer when the Leafs would lose or get scored on, you know? <laughs> they made it to the first playoff round, and really that's all that matters in my book. Says every Leafs fan. <laughs> <laughs> they made it to the playoffs. Woo! We have hope, and hope is important. Yes, hope is important. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it was really cool to see Reggie and hear his story and him talk about his his son who also plays hockey and to hear about his background with the sport and coming from indigenous communities and finding his way back home eventually and then we also heard from bridget laquette yeah she's on canada's olympic team right yeah and she she played for their team canada olympic team um, and she shared her story as well and her struggles that she'd faced um, being one of the only Indigenous women in the sport and representing a lot of our community at the big national level. And it was also really cool to like 
get to know her and talk with her because she was mm-hmm. also playing the games that I was coordinating yeah. with the other uh, game speaker and she was getting in. It was so funny watching her play the uh, Mingle Mingle. Yeah, that was chaos, <laughs> that game. <laughs> and for those listeners who don't know what Mingle Mingle is, Mingle Mingle is like a game where you just walk around until the speaker says, get into a group of, say, seven or ten until, like, the last people are in. And so everyone, of course, wanted Bridget to be, like, <laughs> in and playing with us. So I ended up watching Bridget just get dragged into every big group or every group. And she made it pretty far until there was one of this one of the rounds where I think it was ten people were called. And there were 12 in her group. So her and the person that she came with, they ended up just walking out to let the youth continue on playing but it was really fun to see her engage with the youth and same thing with reggie reggie i didn't know who he was at first oh, no. i feel really bad <laughs> but <laughs> um he pulled me over to talk uh, and tell me like hey i'm hungry and i'm like i know but we were running on indian time (laughs) (laughs) and he told me like i'm a good speaker and i was like thanks i'm trying it's my first time i'm seeing (laughs) and then a little bit i know that was reggie leach and (laughs) yeah i honestly didn't even know his last name either so when i called him up i really was the worst (laughs) mc but he wasn't on my agenda i only had bridget (laughs) laquette so there's there's my um there's my defense but excuse both of them really amazing people really amazing speakers and to have them engage with the youth and the youth actually listen and be very like motivated you know they need it's hard it is especially with youth that young like Mm -hmm. to keep their attention when they're hungry when they want to be with their friends oh it was (laughs) it was hard they they yeah they got hungry and they just when it came time to eat, tables ran to the buffet, but it ended up being okay. The youth were happy. They were dancing. They were singing. They had, like, a dance circle. They'd throw people in the middle and do their, like, best moves or whatnot. <laughs> I ended up jumping in that middle circle. Did you? I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was for the spot dance. Oh, so, like, okay. if they were all in one big clump, yeah it'd be hard to get them on the spot so i got in the middle and i kept telling them i was like dancing as i'm telling them like (laughs) y'all break up we got a spot dance coming (laughs) up and i'm just breaking down on the dance floor they didn't really they didn't move no what i remember nope (laughs) it didn't work (laughs) they moved for a little bit they were like oh spot dance and no but anyway lots of games lots of fun lots of laughter and you being my security guard, it was it was pretty great. Your cousin Jenny and I, yeah, we were put on guard the gate, I guess, duty. <laughs> and the two of us are probably the worst people yeah. that could have been picked for that job. Like there were two youths that were trying to open the door and sneak out. And Jenny and I were like, what do we do? Like just like nervously looking back and forth at each other, like who's gonna take the lead? <laughs> And what ended up happening is these youth stepped away from the door because they knew we were watching them. And then when they finally went inside, Jenny and I were like, oh, yes, we did our jobs. <laughs> we contributed to this Just evening. Just death glaring these youth? Like. <laughs> no, it wasn't even like a death glare. It was more like passive aggressive nervous. Just like, hey, 
like, like hey we we see you yeah we see and what you. you're trying to do like stop that yeah yeah and our way of mitigating the problem was like to move things away from the gate to just stand in front of the gate because then they'd have to actually go through us to get out <laughs> um and then a security ended up showing up and we were relieved from our jobs yeah that's for the best that's true <laughs> And you were allowed to come watch me MC and fumble the bag. I'm just kidding. I didn't. I don't it's think. Fine. It's fine. What do you think a highlight was for that evening? Honestly, the dancing and seeing the youth like dress up. Yeah. Uh, like there were a lot of suits. There were a lot of dresses. There was, there was a lot of fun dancing and like. The ribbon skirts. The ribbon skirts. Yes. And the shirts. I missed the shirts. I saw a couple of shirts. But, I mean, I was up on top of stage where all the youth came into the And middle. I'm a little bit short to see anything yeah. that's happening. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you were talking about the dance circle, I couldn't see over anybody. All I saw <laughs> was this massive horde of people, and I was like, I'm not going there. <laughs> Ew, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to sit at my table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was so fun, though. Like, they were all, they were all joking, and, like... I'd try to crack jokes, and I even tried to promote the uh, podcast, and then I asked the youth. I should have known <laughs> what I would get, because, you know, some some youth would just not like bedtime stories. And I asked the group, trying to stall as we're getting ready for dinner. I was like, hey, you know, who likes podcasts? And I hear one kid say, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, if you do... Do you like bedtime stories? And the same kid, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I do. <laughs> Try not to cry. <laughs> and I'm like, I have a podcast called When the Frogs Sleep, and my co-host is also here. And I saw mostly like coaches and supporting staff be like, oh yeah, this that's a good idea. <laughs> Whereas the youth were like, why? Crickets. Uh, yeah, crickets. <laughs> I was like, uh, progress through the night. You know, I, I didn't start off too great because I get stage fright and talking to people is very scary. That's why I pre-record <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can edit it to make you look good. Sound good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, got you. <laughs> Do you have any indigenous heroes that have really motivated you or moved you? I feel like this question always puts me on the spot because there's so many people that have always inspired me. I don't know that there's ever been anybody super big or super well-known. Like some of my fellow council members on the Ontario First Nation People's Council or the Assembly of First Nations National Youth Council have been super inspiring. Like Rosalie Labilwa from Eel River Bar First Nation out on the East Coast. Yeah. The first time I met her, I was in awe. Like of everything that she was doing with her community and how she would talk about the importance of traditional knowledge in her own journey with education and the challenges that she had with that. And that was a reminder to me, like, we can be educated in the Western system and go to university and college, and that's great, but what is that without the balance of our traditional knowledge and being on the land and the culture? So I always love listening to her. She inspires me all the time. She's such good medicine. She is good peoples. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I met her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're at, like a lot of your NYC National Youth Council, like they're pretty inspiring peoples, you know. Yeah. I always end up seeing Brock on TikTok for oh, his singing. 
Yeah. And oh my god, his sweetie. voice. Yeah, I know. He was <laughs> such a sweetie. Uh, like, I didn't get to talk to him much when I met him, but, like, I see him on my tiktok and this was like oh i wish you know like <laughs> be my friend <laughs> <laughs> so many of them balance school or jobs or so many other things in addition to their council work and so that ability to prioritize time manage and you know put yeah. themselves into all these different things is really incredible i think that's what if like that's what really inspired me to get back to the work that i love that I can allow myself time for both, mm-hmm. both firefighting and council work and podcasts and everything. Like you really do make time for the things that you love, and you taught me that. You told me that, and so that's why I went back to firefighting. And like, well, like I had all that time, but I could also do something I really love in the off time that I'm not doing those things. That's not to say I didn't love my job. But I love working in the bush and being on the land. (laughs) Are there any people that have inspired you or helped you with your own journey? The author of the book that I'm reading tonight, Wab Canoe, actually really inspired me. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Wab Canoe, the legend. (laughs) I didn't even know he was from the treaty area either. (laughs) I didn't know he was like that close. Like I was like, oh yeah, the king of Manitoba. But he he reached out to me while I was struggling. And it was during Pride Month, like 2017, I want to say. And so I was about 16 at the time. And he walked by me. He didn't say anything the first time he walked by. But he ended up running back because he actually knew my mom as well uh, from her time teaching at Pelican Falls. And uh, he spoke at one of their graduations. Anywho, so he came back to speak to me because he noticed my struggles and he saw that I was hurting so he came and gave me some little motivational speech and whatnot and I was like oh who is this man (laughs) a politician you know like big name I was like why would he talk to me and why would he say something to me so I actually thought he forgot about me and he didn't so a couple months later he reached out to my mother and asked for her permission to like see if he could reach out to me and she asked me I said it was okay and so he did and he checked in on me and ended up inviting my family over for a barbecue oh that's really sweet yeah so like we've kept in touch like we follow each other on instagram he always likes all my stuff (laughs) (laughs) and he's told me like he, he loves seeing how far my journey has come since the time that he met me and it was it was very moving and i'll always have like a little soft spot for him as a leader and i just hope to hope to kind of be like him one day and be able to make that change in someone's life i, I see him and at, at every pride event like every pride parade he walks by me and we take a picture every time he's somebody who's actually out on the ground doing the work and yeah has the interest of people exactly and that's that's what i want to do in my time on councils like have the best interests of people and very inspiring he's a cool guy and if you're listening wob thank you kichimigwich another indigenous hero that i admired i have and still <laughs> i was gonna say admired like did you stop <laughs> no. why are we talking about them oh uh, no i didn't stop <laughs> he just got older <laughs> <laughs> but adam beach 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I grew up watching his movies, like Dance Me Outside, Smoke Signals. Smoke Signals. I bought a DVD player just so I could watch <laughs> Smoke Signals. Do you want to watch that later? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know too much about the work that he did outside of acting, but having that representation out there. I know Arctic Air was a show that my family had watched. And I don't think you have. Um, no, I, I, you know, there's a good chance I haven't seen most of what's on TV. You know, it's kind of surprising, though, because, like, your dad being a, uh aircraft mechanic mm-hmm. and you loving planes, you know, Arctic Air is about planes and so flying. So, I don't the North. love planes. I know of planes and I grew up around them and there's a difference. Every time we drive by a plane, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you don't love planes again. <laughs> I mean, if you're wearing your glasses, you'll tell me what plane it is. But if you're not, then you'd have to ask me. And I don't know. Unless it's an otter or is it beaver? There's an otter. There's the beaver. Yeah. There's a Norseman. There's a Cessna. There's mm-hmm. the twins. Yeah. You know. I know a dash eight when I see it. <laughs> Should I clap? yay me i know a dash eight that's only because my dad flies in and out on a dash eight my stepmom flies them yeah she used to fly actually that route from thunder beta muscle eight anyway back to adam b the man i also admired but for different reasons it's the same reasons (laughs) (laughs) i mean if we're talking about the same reasons jacob black am i right he's not native (laughs) Taylor Lautner. character is. Not Taylor Lautner, though. We love a pretendian. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I'll overlook. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, but uh, Quill, though? I, I met mean, him yeah. when I was, like, eight or nine. I was, I was in awe. I was like, hmm, actually an indigenous werewolf? <laughs> yes. King. And yeah, he didn't have a big part, but still, he was cute. <laughs> There's no such thing as small parts. Wait, what does how does the saying go? Well, I guess he's a werewolf, so it wasn't really a small. Oh well. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> There's so many really cool indigenous heroes, and they might not consider themselves as heroes, but the representation that they have. And the influence that they have, like Scott Wabano, Kyron Potts, Haley Robinson, like all those people on TikTok, like our beaters, you know, um, and our OFNYPC, like they're all, they're all heroes. You know, they all inspire other people. So speaking on the idea of visibility and representation, when you're talking about the beaded earrings, when I was younger, my mom used to give me beaded earrings for my birthday or different things. And this story starts off a little sad, actually, because at that point in time, I was so ashamed of being First Nation and really wanting to squash that identity down, like, you know, distance myself. So I wouldn't wear these earrings that my mom had. I always held on to them. It wasn't until I went away to university and I really started to come into my own and be comfortable being a First Nation person and kind of find my way back to the culture that I started to be proud of wearing the earrings. But a lot of that also came from having these people in my life like my friends who were beaters and I wanted to wear their work I guess you could say one of my heroes as well is Emma Hassan Salperly 
and she's a holistic way artist out in New Brunswick. And we actually went to Mount Allison together and she beaded me these beautiful earrings for my graduation. And then she also beaded me a second set when I was going to be speaking at the United Nations. And it was, you know, so touching to have a a part of Emma Mm -hmm. and a part of like somebody who's so big in helping me feel comfortable in my own identity to be there and support me in those different roles. She also beaded the medallions for the Treaty 3 Youth Executive Council. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it, it always feels really special to carry a part of Emma and to see all these people who are proud and comfortable in their identity makes me feel, as somebody who's really shy and kind of figuring things out, like more comfortable in it as well mm-hmm. and that it's okay and there's nothing to hide. I love wearing friends and families beaded earrings and other uh like work that they've made i also struggled with wearing beaded earrings but that was also a part of me being transgender and scared of dangly earrings but it was her earrings that had started me liking the dangly earrings and then it got longer and then it got longer and then (laughs) as they do yeah exactly And I think my my longest pair is the pair that you got me. And I always love wearing those ones with um, my, I guess, transgender pride. um, (laughs) The matching ribbon shirt. Yeah. 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 And I actually sent that pair of earrings, like a picture of it for my ribbon pants that I had uh, asked my friend to make. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you'll have um, a full fit. Oh, full fit. Oh, yes. (laughs) I can't wait. It's really heartwarming to see a lot of our young peoples get back into culture and beating and even like hide work joanna and i do uh tanning hides at hide camp here in sulaco it's really nice because we're decolonizing we're grabbing our culture back because for someone who didn't grow up around culture or anything like that my first pair of beaded earrings came after high school so so not really all that long ago. No, I've only just started wearing beaded earrings. Like probably not even a year before I met you. I want to <laughs> say <laughs> like that summer before. But yeah, it's really cool to see everyone designing and making their own things. I think the special thing about heroes is that they don't have to be any of the big names either. There's a lot of heroes that are a part of our community. They're part of our families as well. We all have our heroes that are close to home with that with that good night anyway thank you so much for listening you can follow us on instagram facebook at when the frogs sleep sorry we're not on tiktok yet but you can also find us on spotify apple and google podcasts at when the frogs sleep miigwech good night good night go show the world a celebration of indigenous heroes by Wab Canoe. There's a power in these lands, one that's been here many years, strong enough to make you stand and forget about all your fears. It started in the past with a blast of light and thunder. Ancient ones looked up and beheld the sky with wonder. Under starry nights, West Sacagawea led Lewis and Clark so America could spread. Plus, she hailed them when they were almost dead. The men got the credit but should she have instead? Before he made the big leagues or won Olympic gold, little Jim Thorpe ran all the time, I'm told. His twin died at boarding school, leaving Jim alone. All he knew to do was run. 
also ran the whole way home. Finally, his dad said, Jim, don't run away. No matter how far you run, brother's gone to stay. It might be tough now, but you will be something. Before you leave, my son, I want to tell you one thing. You're a person who matters. Yes, it's true. Now go show the world what a person who matters can do. Lula Flesh Picot pushed doors till they let her in. They may have called her too dark or even too feminine, but she kept working hard even as they mocked her, till she earned a name that stuck. Now they call her Doctor. In a foster home, Beatrice's heart reigned free, wrote a book about her life, and called it April Green Tree. You need to stand strong, be Pegamabole, who fought for freedom abroad and right here at home. When you feel tired, remember Tiwazi clear. She walked a sad trail, but shed no tear, carried sweat rocks the whole way, so culture could live. When they asked her why she did what she did, she simply said, You are people who matter. Yes, it's true. Now go show the world what people who matter can do. These, a few of my heroes. Maybe now you're heroes too. Let's look ahead at our lives. Think of what we want to do. Maybe be a doctor or movie star. It might happen. Maybe we do both, like our friend Evan Adams. We're like John Harrington in space. No wait, Mars. We're like Harry Price standing tall against a charge. Like Juanique Horn Miller. Hurt, but keep right on. Become a captain of our country. Our spirit's too strong. Tecumseh said, perfect your life. Make it serve the people. Crazy Horse lived free. His spirit like an eagle. Netnoqua was a woman, like most, a true warrior, strong and independent, fierce as any man before her. Remember, always do right. Try to be positive. If you ever do wrong, make it up and please forgive. All paths are open to you. The brave, you take a stand. Wherever you go, these words echo through the land. We are people who matter. Yes, it's true. Now let's show the world what people who matter can do. The end.